Hi, everybody. Darren Smith, Jordan Carruth here. It's episode seven of the Always Loyal podcast. Jordan, what's coming up? We're going to find out what the last three weeks have been like for Tomas Amon. Nate Miller actually made the announcement about the trade a couple weeks ago on this podcast, and now Amon is scoring goals at Torero Stadium. So who is Tomas Amon? Well, we'll find out in this episode of the Always Loyal podcast. This is Weston Bray, Senior Account Executive from the San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. Hit me up for tickets, and we will see you at Torero Stadium. Go Loyal. It is the Always Loyal Podcast. Darren and Jordan with you. Coming up in the next segment, you get one chance at a first impression. Thomas Omong is going to join us, who scored the go-ahead goal for San Diego Loyal Saturday night, season debut, Torero Stadium. Jordan and I both in attendance for that one. Still buzzing from Saturday night, Mr. Carruth. How about you? Uh, Still buzzing from Torero Stadium. No question about that. It has been a wild couple of weeks for our man, Tomas Amang. I don't know. The way he's scoring goals, maybe we see him starting sometime soon. Maybe. Two on the final from Torero Stadium as San Diego Loyal does something it had never done before in its short three-year history. I like it when we still get an opportunity to talk about things, though, that we had never seen. We had never seen an opening match victory for loyal, I feel like these are significant moments. I, I don't know that that portends to a cup lifting season, Jordan, but I like that. I like that starting the season this way compared to March 7th of 2020, certainly last year, opening up outside of Torero Stadium. It's a different feel. It's nice to have that first week under your belt and to know that you are victorious, that you're sitting there amongst the unbeaten in the USL championship. Yeah, that sound you hear in the distance is Nate Miller yelling, you can't ask me about a slow start now, can you, Jordan? (laughs) Starting with a win, it is different. 2020, you start with a draw against Las Vegas. And the biggest change, I think, for people who showed up to Torero Stadium was the forwards that were used. So I was thinking about the forwards that have been used in season openers. Uh, In 2020, do you know who the starters were up front for Loyal against Las Vegas in that unforgettable 1-1 draw? I do. I, I do remember. I remember I remember the faces. I'm sure if you gave me a minute without putting me on the spot, I could remember the names. But as soon I'll, as you say it, the light bulb's gonna go off. I will give you Cutis Lawal and I will give you Irvin Para. Yeah, there you go. Twenty twenty one, Corey Herzog, Nikki Jackson starting up front in Phoenix. And in twenty twenty two, Kyle Vassell. And based on what point of the game, you can kind of say it's Toomey up front with him, or you can say it's Guido up front with him. Either way, Kyle Vassell clearly up front getting the start. So it was a different feel up front for San Diego. They looked bigger, they looked stronger. We kept hearing the word physical used in the offseason. I thought they looked more physical. We've only seen them for one match, but that twenty twenty two squad. Looks like it would probably beat the 2021 or 2020 squad. Got to be one of the best feelings if you're a manager as Landon Donovan is, the gaffer who joined us last week on the Always Loyal podcast, to know that your substitution turns out to be the difference in the match here. Just to give you the particulars, I think by now people know Thomas Among comes on somewhere around the 66th minute, I want to say. 66th minute, scores in the 78th. Loyal goes up 1-0, give up an equalizer just a couple of minutes after LA Galaxy go down a man, and then an own goal there in the 97th minute, a play that Tomas Among was very much a part of. At first, you thought he had scored a brace in his debut, but we hadn't seen him in the preseason. If you were down at Chula Vista, you would have seen Tomas Among. Otherwise, this had been a little bit of a mystery. I don't think he played against Vancouver. I don't remember him playing against Club Tijuana. So as the saying goes, to repeat, You never get a second chance at a first impression. This is as good a first impression as people have had with Tomas Amang. We're going to meet him. He's from Cameroon, played in Norway, played in Spain, 
playing now in the United States here in San Diego, traded over from Colorado switchbacks, wearing the number 23. We're going to hear this story. We're going to hear what it was like for him debuting Saturday night. I think you, you don't need to be an expert to know this is a player who just exudes confidence and joy when he's out there on the pitch. And certainly that's the feeling that we had watching him. Tomas Amon will join the Always Loyal podcast when we return. Watch the money. And for Amog, crashing in. There it is. First of the year for San Diego. Amog on his debut as a substitute. Great goal. Great first touch into space. No one's going to catch him with speed. And a nice, lovely, calm finish. We'll get to the goal Saturday night, but before we dive into the game, I want to take us back to three weeks ago when you found out that you were getting traded. Tell us about that moment. How, how did you find out, and what led up to the moment of you getting traded? Yeah, I think I was like, uh, I was in off season. In my mind, I was like, uh, I'm thinking going back to Colorado. I didn't know that uh, it would have been like this, so I didn't know it would have happened. So I, what I had in my mind was like, after the off season, I should go back to Colorado. But then I received a call from my former coach, Mike Potempa. So he's the one that represented me now. And he told me that they will, there's a situation. So it might be a trade for me going to, to San Diego. So I was a little bit surprised because uh, earlier I didn't expect it because uh and then they explained to me what was the reason and all this. So, and then the, my former coach talked to me a little bit about San Diego. Uh, I had an opportunity from Coach London to text me and call me. So I was happy as well. So I didn't take it like, a, I think it was like good as well for me to try to change the environment and get something new. So that's how it, everything happened very fast. So that's how I ended up uh, being traded to San Diego Loyal. When you talked to Landon Donovan for the first time, what did you guys talk about? Yeah, he was trying to explain me how is he here in, in San Diego, about the city, about living here, about the football, about everything. So he tried to explain me that here he will, I will help the team a lot. So. I would, I would be very welcome to come here in San Diego and help the team. Well, not a bad start to your San Diego career. What was it like for you Saturday night? You're in as a substitute, uh, substitute, 66 minute. What was that like now, a couple of days removed? Uh, I think it was like, it's like sometimes you have this kind of stuff happening uh, as a professional football. So I tried to understand. So I knew I'm going to play because they told me earlier I'm going to come on, but I didn't know exactly how the amount of time I would have. So for me, it was like another opportunity for me to try to, to, to show myself and see how I can help the team to move forward. So last Saturday was like a good opportunity for me to because it's good to start like this and build up the confidence and everything for the, for the, because the season is going to be long. So when you start like this, you score your first goal, you help the team to win. 
And I think that's part of building your own confidence uh, moving forward. How about the environment, the crowd, the supporters, the, the competition? Was, what was it like? I think the crowd, they were, they were just unbelievable. I didn't expect it to be like that, actually. It was, it was just amazing. It was amazing. I hope now I'm, now I'm just looking forward for Saturday for the next one. You were introduced to the fans, not just on the field with your goal, but also after the match, you hung out with the locals. They presented you the man of the match growler. Talk to us about what that moment meant to you and what it was like to go hang out with them following the match. I think it was a special moment, like when you just go around like with the fans, having this kind of conversation, congratulate you for the, for the, for the goal, for the, for the game. I think it's just something special. I, it was really, it was really nice. I was really happy about all what happened last Saturday. Did you have a moment at all Saturday night, and maybe it was after the match, where you thought about what the last couple of weeks have been like for you, finding out that you're going to be traded, as you said you weren't expecting to be traded, going to a new city, you're with a brand new team, and in the very first game you score. Did you have a chance to kind of reflect on what it's been like the last couple of weeks for you? Yeah, I think after that, just like sometimes things happen for a reason. That's what I thought in my mind. Like probably that was a good, a good trade for me. In terms of like uh, living condition, in terms of like trying to get something new, learning something new, like uh, there's a lot of uh, experienced players here in San Diego that you can learn from them. So I think it's, it's something really, really good for me. I just find out like the trade was something like really good for me, I think so. What's your, what are your impressions of San Diego? Uh, impression about the, the team or about... Uh... No, the city. Uh, we, the city, the weather, the food. You've had you've been here for a few weeks now. What's it been like for you? I think it's still nice. The city is nice. The food is nice. <laughs> I, I think it's just like uh, I wish it like it's something that gives you like more hope. Like you want to be staying here for long, but it's very nice. I really like it. Yes, it's that really that nice. happens to a lot of us that we arrive and we don't want to go anyplace else. Uh, you and and yeah. your teammate, right? <laughs> so we we know we know. Um, on your goal, it was Alejandro Guido, Tumi Moshabani. It it looked like you all had been together for years. So so, what's it been like just getting <laughs> to know your teammates because it looked so natural when you all when you scored your goal. Yeah, because I think they know my strength. So, as for me, like everything happened quick. Like you said, like sometimes it takes time to get to adapt for the team, with the teammates, with the system, with the coaches, with the culture, with everything. But as for me, I can't really explain what happened because it was so fast. So, I don't know that. I think sometimes we talk in training, like. Uh, with Guido, with Tumi, this is the kind of stuff sometimes we communicate in training most of the time. Can you tell us, I'm curious, what a normal day is like for a loyal player here now that the season has started? We're recording early in the week. I know you guys train in Chula Vista. I know you're staying with 
other players on the team, but can you tell us, like, describe what a day is like? When does training start? When do you guys eat together? What is a normal day like for you? I think the normal day, like, sometimes we just, uh, like, we wake up earlier because we have a cam. It's my my roommate. It's one of them. He's the one that's driving. Most of the time, sometimes I go with Tumi. We go, like, we show up, like, 8 o'clock, around 8, and then we take we get breakfast every morning around eight to eight thirty and then we will go down and have a meeting at nine and then uh, we're gonna do the activation straight after the, the meeting we're gonna activate our body to get ready for the training that started normally at ten and then around eleven thirty we finish sometime we have gym session on Tuesday and Wednesday after training but the rest of the day we just after the training we get like some need treatment we got shower sometimes ice bath and then we shower and then we get dinner around 12 12 30 and then around one everyone is just trying to find his way back home there's no breathing room there they keep you pretty occupied that's a <laughs> that's a busy day <laughs> It's only been a few weeks. I know you're still getting to know a lot of the teammates, but who are some of the guys you've been hanging out with? Who are some of your close friends so far? Uh, I think it's like uh, the one I live with, with Anthony, Andrew, uh, Cam, and Taylor. We live uh, together. Sometimes we met at the living room. We play some games, like we play the, the video game, Xbox. So that's the... The guys I stay most of the time with. So, so who who's the best in the house when you guys are playing, and what are you playing? I think Anthony is the best on FIFA. Okay, and who all does everybody play with? Who do you play? Who what what club are you playing with? Give us some details. But me, I usually play with Man City. Anthony, I think you usually use uh, Bayern the Munich. Mm-hmm. Sam usually use PSG. Andrew, I don't really know what is what his team is. <laughs> who's the one who celebrates the most when playing FIFA? Is there anyone who's like obnoxious? Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> there is no hesitation Anthony there. Is the one. <laughs> Anthony is the one. <laughs> Tomas, are we, by the way, we're meeting you for the first time. We've heard Tomas, we've heard Thomas. What do you prefer? I don't really mind, but most of the time call me Thomas. Okay, so 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 like sort of somewhere in the middle of, of how I'm doing it all. You know, you've been playing professionally. You've been a pro footballer for, for six years now, and you're 24 years of age. Yeah. This, this game, yeah. tell us what life was like. I mean, for you growing up, Cameroon has an amazing uh, history, amazing footballers from there. Tell us how you, you got yeah. your start in the sport. Uh, my story about football I was growing up because my father was playing football, but he didn't make it like uh, to the professional way. So he stopped because he had like knees problem. So back in the days when I was growing up, like I grew up in the city, like everyone is playing football on the street everywhere. So it's like, it's the most exciting sport in, uh, in especially in Africa. So it's one of these sports like everyone loves to play, like with passion, with everything. So playing there, growing up playing in Cameroon was uh, something big for me. I did grow up learning how to play 
mostly most of the time training hard and then uh, I have opportunity to to play in one academy and from there I went to the national team under 17 and uh, from the national team under 17 I got scouted by uh, my former coach is from Montville Academy in Florida so from there I moved to, to Florida in high school and then, how did you end up in Norway? It's from uh, from the high school. I went there in 2014, and I spent two years from 2014 to 2016, and then I left. I from Montverde Academy in Florida. I left to Norway for, to sign my first professional contract. And after that entire journey, somehow in the end, you're in San Diego scoring goals at Torero Stadium in front of the locals on a Saturday night. Yeah, like uh, it was something special for me, like because it's always good to start the season like that, to build up like your confidence, everything, and see how things would go and try to reach your goal during for, for this season. We're just really excited to have you here in San Diego. It was a really fun way to start the season Saturday night. Good luck here in 2022. Thank you very much. One more chance. Into the box. And head it down. It's in. San Diego. In the 97th minute. At the death. Dangerous ball from Charlie Adams there. Among connecting with it. Ultimately will be an own goal on the books, but... Huge, huge result. That was literally the last cross of the game. What a debut. I could take you a little bit behind the scenes, Jordan, because I think people had a chance to see Among for the first time. Clearly, when you score the go-ahead goal, you're involved in the match win, the game winner. There, this crazy sequence at the end of it in the 97th minute after five minutes of added time. You might say, well, of course he's making a good first impression. I had a chance to see him in Chula Vista. He played the second game of a doubleheader. First impression for me was, wow, big, bright smile. Seems to play the game with a level of joy that you love when you are watching. Certain guys have to play a little bit edgy. Certain guys have to play a little bit blood flowing, right? A little hot tempered here, always running a little bit hot. We've seen that in a ton of sports. He's somebody who, who seems to just head on out there. Uh, joyous rocking the number 23 in the Tory green on Saturday night. So couldn't have gone any better, but that that's pretty much the same that I had a chance to see in a preseason game behind closed doors just a couple of weeks back. So hopefully those good times keep rolling and, and you had a chance to see him for the first time. Was I right? The way I described him, a little bit thicker than I would have thought a little bit of, of wheels has some acceleration, obviously some great finishing touch too. Yeah, really athletic, really physical, and those are two things they were focused on this offseason. The fact that he was available clearly made San Diego very happy, and they wasted no time uh, bringing him in. So it's got to be nice knowing that is the talent that you have coming off the bench, at least in match day one. Things can change going forward, of course, but having Vassell starting up front, and then you can have a player with the quality of a Mong coming on in the second half, it, it's big, it's important. Uh, seven returners in the starting 11 Saturday night, Darren. They had four new faces uh, in net. Vegas, of course, a new face. Uh, Boxel getting a start as well. Moon starting, we see for the first time in Vassell. Those are the four new faces that we saw. 
Uh, Kyle Vassell nearly scored early in the first half, but it was ruled offside. Maybe it was right. I don't know. It's tough to tell with the camera angles. Um, I went back and watched the clips on TV on ESPN plus, And even then it, it's really, really close. And clearly it's impossible to tell with the angle that you're given. So that was close, but we almost saw him score in the first half. Yeah, that was one where you are, I hate VAR, I hate VAR. Oh, wait, I want VAR because I think it might have no, been a far, goal so. from my squad. You I'm with you as well. I, I'm, I'm with you as well. I'm, I'm mostly okay without it because who knows, like you said, replay is inconclusive. But you're right. I mean, four debuts in the starting 11, six player debuts with Kyle Adams coming off the bench in the 97th minute. He replaced Nick Moon and Tomas Among, as we just referenced there, and just had a chance to meet for the first time. Your man of the match entered in the 66th minute, scores the go-ahead. And that was a nice combination there from Guido to Tumi Moshobani, who puts it right in front of Among for the opening goal of the 2022 season. You wouldn't know that Among was brought in kind of late, kind of late here. You would have thought that those three had been playing together for years just based on, on how well that combination worked from Guido, who played all 90 minutes, into Tumi who then passed it forward to Among. That, I mean, that looked like those guys have been doing that for a while. Um, one thing that's notable, and I was reminded of this on the broadcast, going back and listening to Jack and Sal Zizo, by the way, Sal making his debut in the booth, sounding really, really good. He called the way he described Vassell was a big boy. He's a big boy, I think was the exact quote, which is a great description from Sal. Um, he reminded us in the broadcast that Vassell was actually training with the team last season. And the idea was to actually have him participating in 2021 with SD Loyal. We get to see that debut finally. And he's exactly what San Diego was looking for in the offseason as well. Like he's big, he's physical, he's athletic. He seems to play with a layer of anger out there as well. He finds the back of the net, but it was ruled offside. It was close. It was very, very close. How about that red card? Nick Moon drawing a red card in the 82nd minute. Um, I don't even think Moon saw the Galaxy player making a run at the ball who came in and had the sliding tackle. It was a dangerous tackle. But I think the fact that Nick Moon never even saw the defender coming in is what allowed the red card to even happen. Because I think a natural instinct would have taken over to kind of get out of the way a little bit or at least make a move. Moon just never saw him coming. Yeah, Remy Cabral from LA Galaxy 2. Straight red, 82nd minute, not accumulation of yellows. Seemed pretty well deserved, and I'm with you. I realize we're at a point in the match where Loyal takes a 1-0 lead. You're thinking, okay, maybe a little bit of time wasting, but that that looked, for the, me, the naked eye sitting right next to Jordan. Wasn't it great to take this in purely as a fan, by the way? It was, it was a little unnerving to see that, especially because I thought Nick Moon was another player who was having an excellent debut for Loyal. So, you know, so much of the attack seemingly went down the left side from Elijah to Moon, and to see him taken out that way. And then you feel, okay, he's okay. He's, he's probably going to deal with some bumps and bruises, but he's up, he's playing. And then the injury on top was, uh, the, the insult on top was, you know, here comes LA Galaxy. And a couple of minutes later, and they put home the equalizer, which was totally against the run of play, totally not what anybody was expecting if you were in there in Torero Stadium. Right, out of nowhere. Long ball, Boxall gets beat on the long ball to Judd. Judd finds a way to slip it past Vegas. Judd has a really tacky celebration. That was really, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm not encouraging you to go back to watch that goal from LA, but if you happen to see it, the celebration was off. That's the player <laughs> that led Los Angeles in right. goals last season. He, he scores goals for Los Dos, and he did again Saturday night. But 
that was not the final goal of the night. In the 97th minute, Darren, absolute chaos in the box. And sometimes that's all it takes. Charlie Adams, a dangerous ball into the box. And at the end of it, it's a goal. It was a goal indeed. Fantastic call. Jack Cronin, as you mentioned, and Sal Zizo making an incredible debut up in the broadcast booth. I was starting to have some unfortunate flashbacks to a trend that we saw last season, Jordan, that I know we talked about on Match Day Live, and I had to consult our statistician, virtual stat man himself, Sean Kelly, to remind me of allowing late goals and dropping points late either in the final couple of minutes at the end of a half or the end of, of the game itself. I will admit, I, I gave into a little bit of deja vu, unfortunate deja vu, when Galaxy scored in the 84th. I said, oh, man, late goals. I thought that was a trend that we were going to leave in the rear view. So that, that happened somewhat frequently. I think eight goals in the final three or four minutes from 2021. So thought, oh man, I, I don't want to, I don't want to start rolling back into, into this sense. So that goal could not have been better just to, to leave that behind own goal or otherwise that was a product of loyal pressure. I mean, that, that clearly was a product of loyal pressure, a great cross Charlie Adams, who I thought moved around a little bit differently than what we saw in 2021. We'll see if that continues this Saturday night against Sacramento, but a great cross scramble in front off the bar off a galaxy player. Final kick of the match, Jordan. That's another thing we had never seen. Final kick of the match, and Loyal ends up with all three points. All three points and a growler with the locals hmm. after the match for our man, Thomas Amon. Uh, that was good. That was a really good conversation. I appreciated that conversation. That was fun. It's got a, it really must be a wild couple of weeks for him in the sense that I don't know if he feels settled. I can't imagine anyone would feel settled in a brand new city three weeks after a trade that you never expected to happen. So this is a great way to get comfortable quickly, right? Yeah. And oh, by the way, you know, Landon Donovan's your manager now. So, you know, go get him, everybody. But you know, I, I, Lou, I love the story. You know, I think just getting a chance to see some of these guys, I don't know that there were much uh, in terms of surprise in the starting 11. Maybe Nico Boxall, who's, who's now going to be off for international duty. So, you know, in addition to missing a couple of key players like, like Jack Blake, who's still out, who's returning from injury. Uh, they get Evan Conway back. He was suspended for the first match of the season. Jordan, I'm with you on that. So looking forward to seeing what it looks like Saturday night, 7 o'clock at Torero Stadium against Sacramento Republic, which is skyrocketed up the uslchampionship.com power rankings. Where are they now? <laughs> uh, I'm I, unaware. Uh, yeah, are they into well, the top 10? We'll find out. We'll see they, what they can bring here this week. They are. They're I feel in, like we just 10. saw Sacramento. I feel we were just at that stadium not too long ago. Yes. Well, uh, did pretty good results against Sacramento in 2021. A couple of wins, no losses, and a couple of draws, including the yeah. regular season finale, which was up in Sacramento. They're off to a good start. One win. They won 3-1 against El Paso. So a couple of unbeatens early on here at Torero Stadium Saturday night on your view with our guy, Jack Cronin. There you go. Uh, before we say goodbye, a couple other random notes that I want to bring up. Uh, we got to see the return of Jack Metcalf. He returns to the field after breaking his collarbone last season against Los Angeles, and then he returns against L.A. Really nice to see him. He was part of that strong effort from the back line for San Diego. Evan Conway was not available Saturday night because of a yellow card suspension that clearly dates back to last season and technically a different league, uh, but he will be available this Saturday 
um, when Sacramento's here in town. And then we saw Jack Blake in the stands, which was not a surprise. I don't think anyone expected to see him there available in that opener. Hopefully soon we'll see Jack Blake, but for at least the first match of the year, we saw him in the stands. Yeah, and, and it was a, a shorter roster than what you would think in the 18. I, I thought it was a bit uh, noteworthy that there were three keepers. You had Coke Vegas starting and then a couple of keepers out there on the bench. No Andrew Carlton either, and that's obviously a name that has been discussed a lot here over the last couple of days. So maybe this Saturday night or not, I have no insight on that whatsoever. So we'll see. But your point's the right point. Hopefully, Blake, it still seems like that's going to be a little time, but Evan Conway, hopefully, uh, and and I suppose we'll get a chance to see Kyle Adams, Jordan, start the way he did for the entirety of the preseason with Boxall on his way for international duty for New Zealand. Uh, I really have enjoyed the fact that we're starting at home. It's it's nice. I know we started at home in 2020, but that was very short-lived. Mm-hmm. And then 2021 was a lot on the road to start. So getting two at home, it's fun. It'd be even more fun if we can start with two consecutive wins, get six points out of the gates and a fast start. And then Nate Miller never has to answer that question again for me. (laughs) Yeah, I think they'd love to have a great start, a great middle, and obviously you want to be playing your best heading into the postseason, hopefully for San Diego Loyal here in season number three. But that was fun being in the stands, wasn't it? We've been in a different capacity every other time we've been at Torero Stadium. That was fun to march around there and hang around with the local soccer community. You and I, we, we've been someplace else during these matches. So that was a ton of fun to, to go out there and experience it all with the supporters and with the local so- soccer community at large. Yeah, and I actually got that question a lot since the match Saturday, like where's pre, where's post? Well, we have the always loyal podcast this season. We're still going to be able to talk about the games clearly like we did here in this episode, but it also allows us to do even more. So this is a good setup. I like it. And we will be back next week for another edition. Wednesday is the release day. Make sure you subscribe to the always loyal podcast. Uh, Leave a review, leave a comment. And uh, Darren, we'll see you at Torero stadium coming up Saturday night. Get your tickets. Tickets are available and you get another home match available. Get to see San Diego in Torrey Green. They're wearing Torrey Green again this weekend, right? You can't. I would think so. Now. I'm so impressed how many undefeated. people were how undefeated. How many people? I was so impressed how many people were rocking Torrey Green on Saturday night. I agree. I, I thought it would take some time to fill that stadium with Torrey Green, but it, it did not take very long. Nope. Uh, I mean, it was it was everywhere you looked around Torero Stadium, you know, because, again, I, you know, this this is relatively new and people just might not have enough time and ordering online. So uh, I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, I can't wait for Saturday night. Can't wait to, to be back out there and see everybody and hopefully drive out of that place with another three points. All right. We'll see you Saturday at Torero.